From Green Biz Group, welcome to Center Stage, the best of live interviews from Green Biz events. I'm Joel McCower. It's very interesting to see, you know, creative designers and engineers from General Motors, you know, and 100-year-old company come together with the leaders of Lyft and you get, you know, it's, it, you get a different kind of catalyst and you get a very different kind of conversation than they would have inside their four walls or that we would have inside our four walls. Peter Kosak is Executive Director, Urban Mobility at General Motors. He spoke with GreenBiz CEO Eric Ferro at the GreenBiz Conference in Phoenix, Arizona in February 2016 about the near-term future of transportation autonomous, connected, electric, and shared vehicles, and how that's transforming what it means to be a car company. Let's listen in. I am very excited to have this conversation with Peter Kozak from GM. Um, Come on out, Peter. Um, Peter and I first met at Verge last year and uh, had a great conversation there, but I have to say, you guys have been very, very busy. Since then, yeah. Very, very busy. So why don't don't you talk about what you guys have been up to? So really, there have been four major developments since last fall. Um, The first of them is we launched Maven, which is this new brand, which is really significant for a car company. You know, it's not something we do often. In fact, I I guess the best example I can think of that's similar to it was OnStar in the mid-1990s, which also didn't fit with any of our existing nameplate brands. It was all about connectivity and it was pioneering at the time and it it really needed its own, you know, its own own space. And so we picked Maven because I Literally, a maven is someone who's an expert or a connoisseur, right. someone who has a variety of choices available and the ability to make really good choices. And, you know, as we said in the video just then, that's really what this is all about. It's around options and uh, access to those options. Um, so is that, it's, is it's, that, it's and is, is the sidecar technology, is that... Is that embedded or do you pull some of that? Yeah, we actually, for, for Maven so far, it's vehicle sharing and, and we've actually developed the, the app ourselves and the back end, including a reservation system and a billing right. system and analytics to match supply and demand and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we really felt that uh, we needed to have a face for this, a personality for the brand. And uh, that gives us a lot of, you know, a lot of footing to, to continue to drive innovation and, and have people understand really what we're going after. Um, the second thing that we've done is we're, we're, we've launched in Ann Arbor. We actually have city vehicle sharing in Ann Arbor. We started it in January just with students and faculty at the University of Michigan. And uh, actually tonight in Ann Arbor, we're rolling it out to the rest of the city. And Ann Arbor is a great location for that. You know, it's a teaching hospital and the university and lots of millennials and a great, vibrant downtown area. You know, about 100,000, you know, licensed drivers. And we're going to use Ann Arbor as a test bed. We're going to continually do kind of the first of what's next uh, there, whether it's a connectivity enabler or a particular feature that we have and all. So that was the second thing. Um, thirdly, we made a very significant investment in Lyft and have a very deep partnership with them now. Um, you know, in that case, we both shared a very specific vision for the future around autonomy, which is where we started. And we each bring complementary capabilities. I mean, we, you know, are, are strong in autonomous vehicle development, all of the technology for that, and, you know, are strong in electrified vehicles and embedded connectivity, which enables you to run networks. And they've been innovating in the ride-sharing space for, right. you know, some time now uh, with on-demand taxis and have been growing. So. Let's, let's do a quick show of hands. Um, how many people here 
use, act, have ever used Uber or Lyft? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so I counted three. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really significant. Yeah, we, yeah. we were at a dinner last night and really stupidly used a traditional limousine service to get home, which took an extra 40 minutes. And I, you know, we had on our apps an Uber right there, but yep. we'd already called, you know, it was one of these things. I didn't stay here last night. I, I, I rode over in a Lyft and yeah. took one from, you know. So why, why, so 500 million in Lyft? Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty significant. Why Lyft versus Uber? And that really, the 500 million really helps them continue to grow and innovate. That, right. That's, you know, working. Um, you know, it, it could have been others. It was, it's not necessarily a knock on any other ride-sharing company, you know, in the U.S. or globally. Um, I think, you know, as I, as I mentioned, it's all about sharing a vision. You know, this is true in anything. You have to share a very strong, compelling vision that you think is going to be disruptive. And, um, and then, you know, you really have to have a meeting of the minds. And I think that happened in this case. I think the, the senior most leadership of GM met with the co-founders and others at, at Lyft. And, and, you know, when you have that kind of a synergy and that kind of a, you know, a promise, you act on it. So that, that's what we did, you know, very quickly. Well, I will say, I, I applaud your choice. They are way less tech bro-y. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the persona of the brand is, is a nice match for you yeah. guys. The thing that's interesting about them, too, is um, you know, we've had a couple of workshops already since the announcement was made, um, sort of in secret around autonomous. And, and, and you know, um, I was going to mention the fourth of the developments yeah. is we have a team now dedicated to autonomous. And that's significant because, to this point, it's been mostly around the technology development, you know, fu you know, fusion of sensors and cameras and AI and all of that. But now we're getting to the serious stage of really looking at business models and what are the first best applications and what does a deployment roadmap look like and all that. So to that end, we've had a couple of workshops with uh, Lyft leadership to, to work through what the user experience is like. And it's very interesting to see, you know, creative designers and engineers from General Motors, you know, and 100-year-old company come together with the leaders of Lyft and you get, you know, it's, it, you get a different kind of catalyst and you get a very different kind of conversation than they would have inside their four walls or that we would have inside our four walls. It's a, it's a very kind of a volatile mix and I think it's sort of a little microcosm of disruption, you know, generally. Well, we'll come back to autonomous because that's a fascinating conversation to have. Um, but, you know, at Verge we talk a lot about Internet of Things, sharing economy, can you help this audience, which is, which is varyingly degrees less technical, mm -hmm. to understand what, how those things might shape the future of transportation? I think that, that um, you know, there's an intersection of several things occurring right now. And I think all of it is being driven or, or a major enabler is connectivity. And you know, we, we saw that 20 years ago and, and for the ownership experience, pioneered OnStar and, and, and you know, it's had a huge impact overall. But I have to say right now that connectivity is the ether that everything is in and it's and, and driven by smartphones. You know, saw Zephyr in, in the video talk about the smartphone as the personal computer in your pocket and how it's so dramatically impacted everything and it's 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 pervasive now so fusing personal devices and embedded connectivity in the vehicle and different form factors of the vehicle and technologies like electrification and autonomous that's a flashpoint for a very very different future overall and so i think it's sort of these streams crossing at this point in time where on the demand side you have changing attitudes and on the supply side you have the enablers to actually stand up these systems and i think that really is the flashpoint for things to move quickly. 
There, there was a session yesterday where somebody brought up, I think Rob Bernard from Microsoft, that um, in San Francisco, p looking for parking is one of the biggest yeah. carbon problems That's that they have. Pain point. So they have an IoT system in the parking meters that connects to your phone and helps you figure out where the next parking space is. Yeah, I think that's a, and that's a really important insight because these are these are end-to-end -end solutions where we're developing journey maps. And if, you know, to go back to, you know, we had talked at Verge about the project in Manhattan with Stonehenge and Icon Parking. That wasn't just a fleet of vehicles in the garage at the Ritz Plaza near Times Square that people could access with an app. That was a three-way partnership. And the third of the three partners was Icon Parking. They have about 200 all-valet parking garages in Manhattan. And a part of that offering was you can park anywhere in Manhattan with one of these vehicles and they accept them and without you know, having to pull a right. ticket or give a credit card. And, and because parking is a huge pain point. And, and so that was a that was a Until we package. get to autonomous vehicles. Yeah, right. And I do, I, again, there both, you know, um, you know, from a connectivity standpoint and being able to find available parking and, and all, um, but then also practically speaking, the idea that you can park nose to tail and door to door and have almost like a Pez dispenser for right. vehicles that, right. you know, next one up and have charging, That's you know, cool. fields and these kinds of things. It's, it's a very different future. So a part of that future is electrification. Let's talk about the Bolt. And, and if you don't know, um, GM really kind of won CES this year. CES is a big consumer electronics show where they brought out the Volt. And I mean, all the press was talking about it. And the, 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 the main storyline was Detroit beat Silicon Valley because it's, the fir it's gonna be the first you know, affordable with a you know electric car with a 200 mile range. So how how did you guys do that? How did you? Yeah, beat and I think Valley? that you know the things build on other things. And and you know when we did the Volt for 2010, which was at that time I was right in the middle of it, a moonshot, and it was November 10th, 2010. You know that's when we're going to launch. You know which part of that don't you understand? If you can't sign up, we'll get someone else who will do it. It was it was right. it was that, and that that's really how I think big uh, um, programs like that that are impactful actually happen. You set a date, and then you you really hammer away to get it done. You know, even the learning for that program was that range extended electric vehicles were right for that time. In many ways, are right even for this time, where range anxiety is a problem. Um, right. Existence of charging infrastructure in workplaces is a problem. You know, um, the amount of it. And that's a really a prerequisite for a broad adoption. And so the Volt, you know, addressed that. Um, the Bolt now is, you know, 200 miles or 320 kilometers electric range. And that's really getting into a very usable territory now yeah. where you can do the majority of tr your trips uh, with that. And it's got a great form factor. It's super small on the outside and it's super roomy on the inside and it's a, a kind of a monocab design and you sit a little bit higher, which is great for, you yeah. know, more urban environments and that kind I'm of thing. I'm just annoyed that I couldn't test drive it here. Yeah, yeah. I, it, well, I we did we'll, sit in it. We'll work out a test drive for you. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, that gets to a great point that came up yesterday from Nigel Topping, he talked about this Goldman Sachs um, report and Bloomberg just came out with a report that I'll just cut to the chase and if you extrapolate the growth of that market by 2040, it'll be 100% penetration of EVs. What, what, is, what is your view on that? Well, you know, I guess whether you're talking about autonomous or really broad acceptance and use of electric vehicles. Um, um, you know, the, all of these things are inevitable 
and and are going to be pervasive. And so whether you know it's that 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 claim is correct, or whether it's a bit slower than that, or even a bit faster than that, you know, to me, from where I'm coming from and from what I'm working on, is pretty much immaterial. It's an inevitable future, and we've got to get ready for it as quickly as possible. And that's why we're focusing on autonomy in such a concerted way. And the same goes for electrification. We better get after it because it's it's coming. And and but it's a, a multifaceted problem to be solved. And it's not just charging infrastructure or, you know, dollars per kilowatt hour in batteries or, you know, energy density and performance. Um, there are also human side adoption factors as well, familiarity with the technology, um, beating range anxiety. So how, how, how is Maven, help? how are you guys helping drive that adoption? Well, uh, you know, it's a really good question. Um, the way I see our group, uh, focusing on shared use um, is that we, we are creating the systems into which you will deploy things like autonomous or real you know battery electric vehicles in a way that pencils first you know even financially you know if you think about an EV deployment in the city it's a perfect application right. it's lower speeds and and you know more stop and go and shorter distances as long as you've got the charging infrastructure there one vehicle doing the work of many gets used up faster you know shorter so life you, cycle so I'll be able to get a bolt if I at some point when I when I do maven and will you have sure. a solar you know, charging station there? Yeah. Well, again, that's where you sort of get back to partnerships. And that, that's right. what's so interesting about this time to me. Um, you know, there, no one company or no one industry has the suite of assets right. necessary to attack immediately the space. It requires partnerships. I am quite sure there are some solar providers here that you yeah. could partner with. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I have one more question, but I want to go to sidebar with, over to Lauren. Do we have uh, questions from online? We do. People are curious about the breakdown of focusing mobility on suburban areas versus city center areas. So are you guys working directly with cities or how do you think about all that? Yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 really, um, the suburban urban challenge is one of the biggest. You go to any, any environment and it's commuter pooling. I mean, transportation infrastructures are sized for morning and evening commutes and not sized well because congestion, whether it's traffic or parking, is so horrible. So working on mobility solutions that are, you know, uh, uh, not just urban but also suburban and how people are able to live outside cities and get into cities in a very efficient way. So things like, you know, dynamic shuttles and peer-to-peer -peer pooling and, and these kinds of things are, are, are very big opportunities. Um, Another that I would mention, and this may seem as like kind of a flyer, you know, one of the things we're talking about right now is a, a business-to-consumer offering like Maven exists today, tonight, next week in Ann Arbor. But the opportunity to lay a peer-to-peer -peer element on top of that, where you know, we've got probably 20 million vehicles on the road today that have embedded connectivity that could yield the same kind of smartphone access, keyless user experience, can be laid on top of a business-to-consumer offering. And that increases the size of the fleet without increasing the carrying cost. You cover more area, and, um, and, and you provide, again, more access and options. That, that addresses, in some cases, maybe underserved areas that are more challenging from a business-to-consumer standpoint. So there are a lot of solutions. I'm sure you get this question all the time, but there's this, there's this phrase that if you, people 
overestimate what's going to happen in two years and underestimate what's yeah. going to happen in 10 years. What, when do we see autonomous vehicles on the road? I, I believe that, too. Well, you know, I think that, that um, you know, autonomous isn't an event. It's a roadmap. Right. And so we, before the end of this year, will have a small fleet of autonomous Chevy Volts driving around our Warren Tech Center campus in Michigan, which is a great environment for us because, you know, it's got a very heavy concentration of connected vehicles and it's this iconic site, you know, it was done by Aero Saarinen, it's mid-century architecture, That's it's cool. really cool and it's got terrible parking problems and it's got construction and it's got, you know, all the makings of a tough environment from a mobility standpoint and so they'll be running before the end of this year. So that's an example, we'll have them running. But I think that, uh, you know, um, you'll see them in deployments that capture the imagination of consumers and policymakers. And again, back to the comment about electrification, how quickly that'll be adopted, right. who knows? But these things will accelerate adoption uh, for sure. I have a whole lot of more questions we didn't even get to, but sadly we're out of time. It is a really fascinating time in transportation. It's great I to agree. see your Thanks leadership. Thanks for having me. Thanks, appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to Peter Kozak, Executive Director, Urban Mobility at General Motors, in conversation with GreenBiz CEO Eric Farrow at the GreenBiz 16 conference. For more Center Stage podcasts, go to greenbiz.com slash center stage. And while you're there, tune into GreenBiz 350, our weekly podcast covering the news and the people behind the news in sustainable business and clean technology. For all of us here at GreenBiz Group, I'm Joel McCower. Thanks for listening.